it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is great to be with you the last Thursday that is not entitled Redemption Thursday. There we go. There we go. Yet another indicator that uh, all of it, all the football, it's all here. Come on, all bring me all the football. I want to get sick of it. I want to be like, I can't do it. It's just too much football. I don't know that I've ever said that. Maybe. If the slate is ass and we're in week 15 or something, maybe. But it's tough. I want to be in a position to have to do that, to push away from the table. I can't do anymore. It's delicious. But I can't, this is just, I'm going to throw up. I want to be able to do that. I want to be that kind of gluttonous with my football. I want my wife to be mad. I want her to be like, oh, I see you got the football on again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the 18 hours you watched yesterday wasn't enough, was it? No. No, that was Saturday. Today is Sunday. We will start again at 1. That's that's the conversation. You take the kids for a walk if you want. Go to the park. I'm going to be right here watching the football. That's what I'm going to be doing. That's the kind of conversation I want to have. The uncomfortable ones that we have in the fall centered around the great game of football. Yeah, my buddy, when he was first married, told his wife, Babe, I, I can't today. Saturdays are for football. That's <laughs> And then Sunday would come around, I'm sorry, babe. Sundays are for, for football. football. And, yeah. you know, there was frustration in the air. But when I visited, and even when I wasn't there, that's what Saturdays and Sundays were about. We get these four months. We hold them very dear to our hearts. Yeah, and I tell you this. um, I like that it's not the Saturday and Sunday that frustrates my wife anymore. It's the Monday. It's the Maction. It's the Thursday. It's the do we not have a day? Do we not have a day? Jeff where there's no football, and I'm like, not in a perfect world we don't, babe. In a perfect world, there's football on every day during football season. I don't need football in the middle of June. I don't need football in May. But when it's football season, you go ahead and give me all the football. I want to flip around. Oh, look at this. We got a little Southern Conference action tonight, I see. Okay. (laughs) Every day. It's uh, like this phone call I placed almost 15 years ago now, into the Mad Dog show because I wanted to mess with him. It was opening day of baseball. 
Oh, so you remember this story? It was they played the Mets played the Reds. It was the opening day. Yeah, Dumig. Uh, no, no, the Mad Dog, Chris oh, Russo. Chris Russo he yeah. was on Sirius XM yeah, even way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So I called thinking I'd be put on hold. I went right through. Yeah. He had nobody. He, he, <laughs> nobody needed, you. he needed you he right did. then. Yeah. And like, dog, you know, yeah. I was really impressed with Santana. You know, he pitched the first, the second, the third, the fourth. He did good, you know, the fifth and the sixth. <laughs> and then, you know, we did a good job in the seventh and the eighth. K-Rod the ninth. I thought it was a good good game, You know, your thoughts. And he's like, great call. Great call, Tom. <laughs> I agree. I, they pitch well all nine innings. As, yeah. You're like this is that's football. It's the Sunday football, the, the, Monday, the Monday night. Football, football. Then there's matching on Tuesday, action. Wednesday. There's Thursday night. USF football. plays Wednesday at noon. Right. Yeah, it's great. Little Knowles, Louisville on a Friday night. I love Saturday it. football. All the football. Bring me all of the football. It's glorious. And it's funny because my bless my wife's heart. She had boys. We had boys, and now they love football. And so it's like there's no escaping. They want to watch the football, too. So she's just like, we're like, hey, babe, there's other televisions. In this room here with the 85-incher, that's going to be football. You go take it out back there. Hey, I did right in the back, 51 inches back there in the in the, in the, uh, in the master bedroom. Hey, now, just go ahead and watch that. Not a that. centimeter less. <laughs> you know? Watch that football back there. <laughs> and she's like, um, okay, I'm going to watch a movie. Well, you got all the time in the world. Catch up on every watch movie. Watch a trilogy. You, I was going to say, watch every movie you've ever wanted to see but didn't. We'll be out here watching the football for like 12 hours. You're good. You go. You can see everything. You can watch six-part documentaries. <laughs> you can watch every episode in The Simpsons. Oh, from man. From Saturday morning to Sunday oh, night. Oh, man. Isn't that great? That is so... <laughs> Uh, by the way, if you're on WarChant TV, like and subscribe. If you're listening on 93.3, thanks for doing that. And uh, we appreciate you. Appreciate all of you. Very much so. I just I passed a guy on my way in. This oddly uh, made me happy uh, about football again. Everything kind of is steering in that direction. It's the last day, again, that is not Redemption Thursday. Next week, we get the gambling going. We get it on. Now, I, I've been gambling. But now we do it publicly again here on the show. It's great. And uh, and so what I would tell you, uh, I was driving in, and there's this uh, elderly man, uh, and he's doing yard work. But he was he was he was part of a group of guys doing yard work. This was their job. This was their thing. I, don't, I couldn't see the name of the, the company, but this is what they did. And dude had to be like 75 out there, weed eating. And I, Whoa. I was like, my man. And I thought, you know what? His life's about to get better. Football's about to start, so that's good. That's good. His Jeez. life. <laughs> I, did. I, I, was, I did. I was like, at least he gets to go home and watch football. That's now. a strong set of bones and a stronger heart. You're out in the heat for oh, what yeah. could be decades. Oh, sure. Well done, Mark. Hey, Jeff, it's Toafili and Warwick days until kickoff. Guys, I don't have a problem with Toafili. One gentleman on Twitter said, good God, man. He's got a family. I'm not. I'm just pushing back. On the insane, over-the-top love for Lawrence Toafili when he's like the third best back in our backfield, or fourth maybe. It's, yep. it's so, what are we doing? They're piling on Swiss-Irish, too. It's good afternoon and welcome, but there's, no. A, there's no mission. <laughs> uh, I don't have – I'll hey, there's value to Lawrence Toafili on this football team. He will make some big plays. Uh, he's a guy that has sort of a missing element – in this offense, which is the 
ability to change the game with the big play. He can do that. It's just that down-to-down, series-to-series, that's not your guy. He's not the model of consistency. He's not big enough. Not big enough. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's still relatively young. And, hey, I root for my St. Pete guys. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm pulling for my guys. And you know how hard I'm pulling for Deuce Spann. He's a Lakewood guy. That's what we do. We litter the country with football stars. That's what we do at Lakewood. But, I mean, I, I, I'm still going to tell you what I think he is or is not as a football player. I finally got a guy on a team. You do? You got one? Gibbons. Gibbons. Oh, he's a right. marauder. That's right. He's a yeah. marauder, yeah. He's the anchor. <laughs> In more ways than one. He's the anchor of the offensive line. Yeah, and I think yeah, he's yeah. going to be an anchor on television at some point. Well, we'll see. He's doing the things that he's trying to, that he thinks he needs to do to be, yeah. be that. I don't know if he'll – we'll see. Well, I mean, he could be the next uh, Mac Lane on ACC Network. You never know. Mm-hmm. Something to aspire to. I have been uh, – even that, that's another indicator, Tom. Caught myself watching all those camp previews. You did? I watched the Syracuse The ACC one. road trips? Georgia Tech was just on. I watched Georgia oh, Tech. No, I thought, you didn't. I, I did because <laughs> I was curious. Here's why. I was curious how would I – Say I was in that position. They said, all right, Jeff, we're sending you on the road. You're going to be the anchor for Georgia Tech and Syracuse. <laughs> how would I do it? How, I wanted to see how so they got So you're telling me it. I'm paying my dues, huh? Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? I was like, how are they going to – because they try to sprinkle sunshine for every one of those teams. Like, they can't get there and be like, all right, we're here at Georgia Tech where most assuredly Jeff Collins will be joining us for the last time. As uh, this is going to be a tough right, one. Unless he's on the set here next yeah, year. Unless he's joining us as an analyst. We will not be interviewing Jeff Collins in our Georgia Tech preview next year. I think we all know the deal. Jeff, good to see you again. How you doing? Yeah, that's like, how would you do it? You know, and uh, and so anyhow, I, w- I wanted to see, because sometimes it's not about the team and the information that I'm getting. It's more about the broadcast and the effort of the host and the analyst. And I want to see, okay, let's see, what kind of professionalism do we have here? How deep down can you reach and turn this thing into straight-faced infotainment where we get to see what we need to see and hear what we need to hear, and it comes across and it's presented as legit, even though we know that you know and everybody on that set knows nobody cares. Nobody cares. No, Nobody. Like, Georgia Tech alum are flipping around. They're like, oh, Georgia Tech, I don't What are we doing here? Flip it over. Oh, we'll come back when they get to a team. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. But I can't help myself. I watched it because it is football-related. I want to hear what the players say, too. Players lie to themselves. Nobody lies to themselves better than golfers. Either pro golfers, weekend hackers. They lie to everybody. But golfers are the greatest liars to themselves. They have to be. Uh, you, you know, somebody else is the reason that that ball is OB. Somebody else is the reason, you know, that that score is not where it needed to be. So it's the caddy. It's the weather. It's a bad bounce. It's that divot. It's that fan. It's whatever. But it's rarely, well, that's on me. I stood up out of that shot completely, guys. Did you see that? You never hear them say that. And it's always them. 99% of the time, it is the player. Now, there are bad bounces in golf, but you get my drift. Nobody lies to themselves better than golfers. They have to to keep force, forging on in a sport of brutal failures. And it's, it's hard. And, uh, and I, think, I think when you hear football players, because of the hard work you have to put in, because of the amount of time in the gym, and the anguish you put yourself through and all the free time that is taken away while you 
put in the the time you need to get bigger and stronger and faster and better. Um, nobody wants to believe that that's all for naught. Nobody wants to believe that. All right, glad you worked hard every day of the year. Let's go two and ten. Let's go. Let's go get that two and ten, boys. And typically, camp doesn't feature a group that has an awesome offense and a terrible defense, or vice versa. Usually, your team is about even. Usually. So camp is always by its own nature competitive. And we talk about it, or, you know, I discussed yesterday the fog of camp. Like, well, if Kando's dominating fall camp, does that mean that he's good or that the tackles are bad? They don't know. They don't know. But then yeah. they see other teams and they're like, oh, well. Yeah, then they go out and play a game. They get stoned. Camp was easy. Uh, uh, you know, coming off the edge for the entirety of the game. Like, huh, maybe I'm not any good at all. I thought camp was hard, but yeah. apparently he was easy. Well, and, and that's true, too, just in terms of workload and practice. And it's all relative to when you played and what you thought was difficult. And I, I think modern players, certainly, without the get-off-my-lawn aspect to this uh, speech, uh, they, you know, they're, they're going to point to practice as being difficult. Well, are they? I mean, they're not nearly as difficult as they used to be. Now, the things that used to be done were insane. They were over the top. That's how guys got hurt and had their careers ruined and everything else. But... To say that camps are hard now compared to yesteryear, no, 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 they're not. There's far less hitting. Back in the day, the way they prepared all football players was just to hit constantly. Florida State did this. And back in Mickey Andrews' days, and all, they hit all the time. They were always hitting. At the end of practice, goal line drills, just beating the bejesus out of each other for hours. <laughs> they were ready to play by the first week. It was crazy. They don't do, they don't do that anymore. They'll take two days off. They'll take. Oh, we're just shells today. We're just, you know, and so, you know, sometimes I hear like, oh, well, they're exhausted. And then I think, well, come on now. Let's buck up, soldier. It's not that hard. I have wondered, this was asked of me yesterday, and I don't have a good answer. I do have an answer for it. I don't know if it's ideal, but I also don't know that there's a solution. So folks mentioned, why do they practice in the morning instead of late afternoons? Like they're never going to play a morning game. Why would they practice at 8.50 a.m.? They're never going to play at 8.50 a.m. Why wouldn't you acclimate your bodies to a more uh, synonymous sort of schedule, right, commiserate schedule? And I said, well, if you live in Tallahassee, you know the answer to that question. Every day at 3.30 or 4 o'clock, it pours, and there's a huge storm, and you would be stuck going inside all the time or having right. your practice delayed for an hour and a half, like every day. My youngest son's playing football. His practice gets moved into the gym every day. He's furious. He's like, Dad, we were going to hit. Got five minutes into it. Lightning strike. We all had to go in. That's like five days in a row. So they have to, they have to do something different. They can't just play practice outside. And, and before you say, and people will, well, they used to practice outside all the time under Bobby Bowden. Yeah, man, nobody cared if somebody got struck by lightning back then. There was no such thing as a lightning delay in any football game I ever went to in my life prior to about five years ago. Just never happened. Well, ever. And then towards the end, even when it, they did have those things, they'd be in the track room. They'd go into that small-ass small track ass room, room yeah. with the hissing lights, and they'd do, I don't even know what. How do you fit all the people in there? You can't. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, Turf room, if I said track room. Yeah, turf room. But, I, I mean, it's not... They, back then the regulations were different and i'm not saying that that's a good thing i mean but i just don't it's crazy to me it's a little bit like <laughs> i gotta be careful I, I won't say that that's right be careful no i was gonna compare it to something else that's just 
it your, would open your up inner a, alarm is going off yeah, for a reason. It would have been a can of worms that I don't feel like getting into, and people are sensitive, so I don't want to get into it. But the the point is, like, you look around these days, and I'm not I'm not even saying hey, this is not. This oh. is, listen to me, listen to me. This is not this is not political or anything like that. It's not. It's that, and, and it could just be that you're older and you're more observant to certain things. But like I, you see things you never saw when I was 16, 17 years old, and I'm not talking about behavior. I'm talking about. Danger around the corner? No, 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 no. Okay. Um, like we talked about recently that once you get to a certain age, you realize if you fall, that might really hurt. Oh, you certainly become more observant to your surroundings based on the fragility of your makeup at any given time. Or how, Yeah, well, when you're 18, you're fearless, so you don't look for anything because you think, oh, whatever comes at me, I got this. Because you're dumb enough to think that at 18, not 50. <laughs> but, but, no, just certain things. We, we become... Uh, more aware of things as we advance. And there are some things that we've become more aware of, and they're talked about a lot. And so you're like, oh, I, don't, I don't remember that ever being talked about when I was 14 or 15. I don't remember anybody talking about this thing or that thing, whatever it might be, right? That's how I feel about lightning delays. I'm always like, there was no such thing. They didn't exist. And I don't remember a rash of people getting struck by lightning. I'm not trying to say we should go back to a time where we just ignore the lightning and play on. I am saying we used to ignore the lightning and play on <laughs> every day. I played football in Florida until I went away to East Tennessee. That, it rained every day. We were like, all right, well, what did you see? That would have hit the tree right over there. Second and seven, got it. I mean, like, we're just playing. Nobody's going anywhere. We're playing the practice. Buck up, man. And you'd go to games. You'd see the lightning in the distance. You're like, look at that one. All right, let's go, boys. Nobody thought to get up and leave. Nobody. It was a better time. It would have had simpler to have, time. It would have had to have been like just an insane. It would hit the stadium, like near the stadium. A car would have to get taken out in the parking lot, like Lee Corso's did. Remember that footage? That's the best. Lee Corso's car getting struck by lightning. No, I've never seen that. Oh, you can pull it up. It's awesome. But anyhow, yeah, Lee Corso's. Who got, has film of that? They've showed it. Is on it like ESPN. a parking lot it's camera on, or yeah, something? It's, it's, it's right outside the stadium. <laughs> But here's the deal. Yeah, people, I, I think the first time I encountered a lightning delay, I was in Denver, uh, of all places, I was in Denver, Colorado, and I was going to a Raiders-Broncos game with my dad and a couple buddies. And it's when we played Colorado. And uh, we were standing outside the stadium, and it, we'd go in, and right at the start of the game, it got delayed by lightning. I was like, in Colorado, I was so pissed. Weird. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. They kicked off close to on time. I remember being pissed because the Alabama game was finishing before that. Mm-hmm. And they asked Saban like six questions before they cut over to our coverage. It was like, oh, I'm just going to want to ask him his thoughts on family values. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, our game wasn't delayed. The Broncos and the Raiders were delayed. Oh, on that Sunday. Oh, forgive me. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. The Broncos and the Raiders were delayed. Yeah, there it is. Live Spectator remembers. Uh, Lee Corso's car got zapped at Virginia Tech. It did. It got blown up. It was awesome. You got We'll watch it during the break. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every 
time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jeff Cameron Show. It's good to be here. Thanks for being here. It's a buck. It's a damn dollar. Warchant.com. One dollar. One year. On three. Head to Warchant.com to sign up. All FSU fans, let's go. Tom, do we want to roll out all the goodness that's uh, we're at the doorstep of right now? Let everybody know. We can roll it out. Roll it out. We can work it out. What do you think? Good song. Um, if you look at your screen while you're on Warchant TV, you'll see the uh, caricatures of us. Zaxby's presents Warchant Game Day. Warchant.com, your ultimate ultimate Seminole sports source. There you see me, and then you see the big Zaxby's chicken, and you see the whole crew. It's great, including Dominic Robinson, who's been added to the list of, uh, of folks that uh, we employ to uh, try to bring you the best that we possibly can. So the schedule, Duquesne week, how about that, Tom? Mm. Single digits. Single digits. Single digits. Toa Feely days. Come on, man. Come on. Duquesne week schedule. Pre-game show from Hotel Indigo begins at 2 p.m. And Watch Along is at uh, 5 o'clock. That's with Dominic Robinson, Aslan, T. Lizzie. Post-game show, T. Lizzie stays on board. He's all about that in-game, post-game life. I am not. I'm about that pre-game life, too. I know you are. But the other stuff, I, I would. That's a. You're a working man. You're a hard working man. I appreciate that. Uh, Post game show. You guys call Gene, call uh, Tom, and let's talk about the fact that it was uh, 35 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Woo! What is this? NC State 2013. I just don't think I, I. I've preached it. I've tried to let people know we shouldn't be playing Duquesne guys. It's you want to get into player safety and all that stuff, man. We shouldn't be playing Duquesne. It's nonsense, but we are, and nobody wants to hear me prattle on about this, so I'm not going to. But it's not really a game that schools the size of Florida State, anyhow, should ever be playing, ever. Duquesne would lose by 50 to Jacksonville State, guys. It's not a game. It's not going to be a game. So the point would be. If we get to halftime, Tom, and we're not up by three touchdowns, bare minimum, I'm going to be like, we got some problems. We got some problems. I'm serious about that. I'm not even kidding. That go, I don't know. I'm not going to try to sit here and besmirch or belittle the people at Duquesne. There's there's a level of football. There are levels of football for a reason. And you know what? There's a place for somebody to go play everywhere. Not everybody can. I couldn't play at Florida State. I could. I wasn't good enough, big enough, strong enough, fast enough. Most people aren't. Most people aren't. And then there's the next level below that, and the level below that, and then the level below that, and then there's Duquesne. It's just, come on, man. Go look at that schedule. No, thanks. I don't want to. <laughs> so I just want to I, – I, I'm not saying that to belittle Duquesne. I'm saying that this, should, this is not going to be – the benefit Florida State gets from this football game is not physical. 
the, 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 the benefit Florida State gets for this game is not physical. It's all the other stuff. It's all the other stuff, okay? So I just, it's the, you know, listen, it's, and it's, it's the stuff that you really can't replicate all that well in a practice. So I'm glad they get to do it. There, there is a benefit. It's just not physical. Well, the benefit is we get to roll out all our caricatures that the folks at Zaxby's made for us. I like those caricatures. Do you I like yours? They, I'm fine with it. Yeah? I don't care. I think they did a good job with everybody. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's fine. It's funny. Ira with the binoculars is a good one. Yeah, I think it's probably my favorite. I, I don't know why, but I'm partial to Gene in the upper left-hand corner where I'm looking at it now because that's it's like he's just like these effing guys. I believe that's what he told that the people that he wanted them to, to draw up. is like, oh, my God. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> uh... That's funny. Ryan writes, I told my wife we're crashing the JCS event in NOLA. She said, the homeless-looking bald guy from Shreveport? I said, no, that was Corey Clark. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going we're gonna to end up, I guess Tom and I are going to have the best time of the entire crew. I'll get it out there now. Tom and I, we, we, we are clearly going to have the best time of everybody that works for Warchant. Because we did it right. We made plans together a long time ago, leaving on a Thursday. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, we'll you don't keep want, those plans. Okay, we'll just keep those plans private. That's right. But we're, we're making stops. We can tell you post-fact. We're making stops. Yeah. We're making stops along the way. Look, man, the Thursday-Friday thing, is that's for us. Okay. It's going to be awesome, though. Yeah. Can't wait. And whoever whatever staff members come with us. That that you know. Oh but, yeah, we're not excluding the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that's that's our off time. We're punching the clock. <laughs> Take a day. <laughs> we're making stops. And uh hey, there's 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 stuff. There's a lot of stuff to be uh a lot of things to do. Let's just put it that way. A lot of things oh, to, man. A, lot, a lot of things to do. That's a good road trip if you know where to stop and why. You make, you break up the drive, isn't that what the old phrase was? Break up the drive. Yeah. Well, we're well, we're doing more than breaking up the drive. But I, I'll, I'll tell you something. I um, I got my dad to sign up today for a buck. He, he did. He did. So I said to him, I said, Hey, listen, go over there and get signed up. And he goes, You're not comping your own dad. I'm like, Oh hell no, it's a dollar. It's your sorry ass over there, dad. And he's like, All right, all right, I'll, I'll do it. Can you walk me through it? I'll walk you through it. He used to log into my old Warchan account for years. Yeah. I can say that now. Yeah. So I walked him through Probably it. like eight years. Yeah. I walked him through it. He uh, he got signed up for the dollar. He's very excited. He's got his own name on there now and everything. And uh, I, he said, what should I name myself? What should be what should be my thing? And I said, I don't know. I mean, look at the people on the board. They're all like, you know, they're either the state or city they're from, Noel. <laughs> That's like North Carolina Knoll, Georgia Knoll, Texas Knoll, or they're their favorite player in Florida State lore, or there's some shenanigans. Sometimes they're clever, guacamole Knoll or something like that. You know, Cornolio. Be, yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, I said so. You can choose the clever. You can choose where you're from. You can choose your favorite player of all time. You can choose. I said, how much work do you want to put into a debt? How nope. much time do you want to spend? How about Noli crap? 
You could do that. You could do it. So I said, just pick something that is specific to you, whether that's a player, a moment in history. Dad, you and I have been going to games for 40 years together, for Christ's sake. I don't, was one of those, did one of those moments stand out more than the rest? I don't know why, but he should be seminary, Noel. So people think he's a priest. What? People will respect him. So whatever he says. They would respect him anyhow. I'm sorry, Father. (laughs) 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 He might be a man of God, sir. Oh, my goodness. No. I like what he chose, and I won't tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is, but that's it. Yeah, what he chose was excellent. It's very much him. It's so perfect. When he came up with it at the end of the conversation. Does it have to do with history? Yeah, but it's sports history. Okay. It's not, not, yeah. yeah. But he did a great job. Uh, When he said it to me, I went, there you go, Dad. That's Sherman's awesome. torches, Noel. No, no, that's how it's done, buddy. There you go. You did a great job. And he was all excited. He's like, oh, okay. And then he told me my pirates are terrible. I was like, oh, thanks, Dad. I know. I know. Love you too, Dad. Yeah. But the point is that was the conversation today. The conversation happened. He got signed up, and then he started getting into specifics about Florida State, what's at stake this season, uh, the weight that he feels of this season. Like I said, you think you do? Can you imagine Mike Norvell right now? I mean, coaches are always paranoid this time of year that there's just not enough time. You could take the clip from Heat with Al Pacino and De Niro at the cafe. And where they're talking, I know what that one's about. Yeah, time, not having enough time. Right. Play that on a loop. It's a great scene. Anyhow, that's the coaches this time of year. Not enough time. Probably waking up in a cold sweat, dead of night, <gasps> forgot to do this or this or that, right? And I would think that's been elevated probably to a place that's uh, that maybe Mike has never been in before because if you think about the overwhelming success that he's had in his career prior to this moment, it was always an upward trajectory. Think about it. When you're that young and that promising and you're going that route, you know, you're getting recognized for doing good things. First as, you know, a receiver's coach or, or whatever. And then you eventually you move on to where you, you get an opportunity to call plays and you do well there. You get greater opportunities, more responsibility. Then you're the OC. You, may, you know, you're a co-OC. Then you're the OC. Then you're a head coach at Memphis. Obviously, he did exceptionally what carried on the successes uh, that came before. Then you get the job. Ultimately, you get the job. Head coach, Florida State. He's probably never been in a position like he's in now where you're coaching for your job. That has to be intense. I just envision Papuchas rolling over in his bed, finally home for the first time in three days, and there's Mike standing there. John. <laughs> <gasps> what, Mike? I just thought about something. We only ran yeah. 20 periods of special teams this week. We were supposed to run 22. What? Two more periods, John. We missed two periods of special teams. The gunner drills. Remember the gunner drills? Coach, what are you talking about? 22 periods, John. Yeah. Get up. We got to go. Let's go. We got to figure out where we can fit in those two periods of gunner drills. Call, call the kids. Get them out on the field. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. We've been good in 20 aspects, but we need to be good in 22 (laughs) aspects of what we do. Brian writes, do you think he is coaching for his job this year? In a sense, yes. I think the only way, Brian, that he could lose his job is to finish under 500. 
if they finish under 500, there's a good chance they could fire him. But if he, and, and I've said this before, this is not an attack. This is not some bold statement. This is Florida State, man. There are expectations. You know, if you're Mark Stoops, you get six years to try to get it all figured out because it's Kentucky. It's Kentucky. Nobody gives a damn. They wouldn't give the basketball coach of Kentucky six years to figure it out. I can promise you that. Why? Tradition, expectations, investment, standards. Florida State is not a place where you can be half-stepping for prolonged periods of time. There are a lot of reasons that we're in the mess that we're in, and they're not all laid at his feet. Of course they're not. Of course they're not. And we can talk, the most patient amongst us, the most fair-minded amongst us can talk about, hey, look, he was the third coach in four years. Who can succeed in a situation like that rapidly? Nobody. Nobody can. That's correct. I agree with you. This first year, this is a nothing year. Then you get COVID. 19 months I'm here, I can't even visit somebody. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Agreed. You lost out on your opportunity to have the new car smell that we're watching with Cristobal, that we're watching with Napier, that we're watching all around the country when new coaches get hired. You lost out on yours. You got screwed. Sucks. And the fair amongst us go, that's not, that's not, that's not fair. We got to give him a little extra time. This, this is a toughie. Plus, he's got to flip that locker room. It's toxic. There's no good players. This, this is tough. This is going to be a minute. Gotcha. It's going to be. going to be. Haven't had a winning season. All the minutes and patience, I think the vast majority of the fans have uh, said, okay, I get it. I understand. I, I, I got it. They won't after this year. They won't. If they're bad this year, that's it. He's done. They may not let him go, but he's done. He's a dead man walking. I've said it time and again. And I think he knows it. I think he knows it. And it's okay. It's okay. Man, when you're paid handsomely and you have a high-profile job like this one and the expectations are sky-high annually, you know what you're walking into. He's not a volunteer. Nobody feels sorry for him. He's rich. It's going to be okay. But you do have to win at some point. You get done with all of the, hey, well, this happened and then this happened and this hasn't been good and he needed to do this and he's been really unlucky. We can all acknowledge that. He has been really unlucky, whether it be injuries or weird situations where they have a guy and then they, you know, the whole deal. This is the year where everybody stops doing that. Nobody's going to say, well, you know, mm -mm, they're not. If you don't win this year, they're going to go, yeah, I'm done with him. Well, yeah, it goes from, well, you know, to, you know, been three years now. It's Florida State, man. You can't be out here half-stepping. You you have, there's a window where we get it, and it's all starting over. Nobody wants to start over. I don't want to start over. Starting over sucks, and it begins to feel like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because what happens is, let's just say he goes five and seven, six and six this year. And in your heart, let's just say, I mean, there are two camps here. I can make the other argument that you wouldn't fire him no matter what. But I can make the argument that you would if you went five and seven, let's say. But say you're in the camp of anything below seven wins and he's got to go. Say you're in that camp. You're in that camp, but don't tell me you don't feel some trepidation in doing that. Don't tell me you don't think that you would have to think twice about it. Because if you do fire him, you're starting over again. Again. The guys you got, they're gone. They'll walk. 
you got to do this whole thing again. And then you got to let the next guy implement his way of doing things. Start fresh with his mantras and infuse the team with his. We haven't even played yet. I don't want to go there. I'm, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, there's we're talking about the magnitude of this season, what's at stake, and the weight of it. That's okay. That's okay. People coach under pressure all the time, and sometimes they come through, and they get rewarded. Because I'll tell you what, if he wins eight games, he's going to get an extension and a raise. It works both ways. You fail, hit the bricks, pal. You win, extension and a raise. There's a lot on the line. Of course there's a lot on the line. It's big-time college football, and we got to stop. Uh, <laughs> you know what I was going to say. That's right. And if you did, I would have said this segment. we got to stop this segment and right think, now. And think about, Tom, it's not just that he's under pressure for lots of reasons. It's big-time football. Of course he's under pressure. You gotta have, we got to win. We've been, ha- we've been BS around here for a long time. It's not just that. It's, it's that college football is transforming. Florida State's got to be in a position to get with the getting if somebody wants to extend the offer. If you just in perpetuity are out here going five and seven, three and six and sucking, then you know that's twice. Nobody's gonna. Everybody's gonna be like, yeah, well, they were, they were, they once were, but maybe we need to look at North Carolina. Maybe we need to look at some other markets. Oh. I know, oh. right? Right. It's Jeff Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Somebody texted me yesterday, I think it was yesterday, that uh, Mike is easy to root for. I think that's true. I think the fan base wants, well, fan base wants any coach, whether they're easy to root for or not, to succeed. But it's just easier to root for the guy that is working his ass off and really seems to be doing all the right things, saying and doing all the right things. But, you know, it, it doesn't... It, no matter how much you, you like rooting for the guy or you want him to succeed, I mean, we this is a very simple business. You do or you don't. You smoke or you get smoked. So Today was a very, very light day on the practice fields. They, you know. Yeah. He even said it. Mike said it's a, it's a dial-back day. They're going after it with more intensity tomorrow, mirroring what a normal Wednesday would be during the football season. So Okay, but they have a, a pseudo-scrimmage Saturday, so I wonder how much they'll get after it. Right. I I'm not sure. I think they're going through the intensity of install and, and the way they like to mock what they're going to do they have the coaches go out there yeah. before practice and camp starts where are you going to be for every period so with nobody else out there there aren't any players it's like coach where are you going to be and if they're not in the right place michael shout him down just like he would the players for mm-hmm. so they like to dress rehearsal stuff a lot anyway the most intriguing thing i heard from mike today was after a while he was asked a couple questions about philosophy and, and ramping it up 
And he said, you'll see a lot of teams that do this. And he puts his hand up. We don't want to be like that. We want to be the teams that are prepared, that are serious, and, and they're not barking the loudest. They're the ones that work the hardest. And I get it. That's a cliche. But coaches don't typically talk like that these days. They're okay with chirping. And I think this team is going to let you know. Jared Verse certainly is going to let you know if he makes a play. It's very much who he is, though. I think you have to be who you are at all times. But right? Mike is about the details, and that's that mirrors what this team has to be about. They're not good enough to just show up, put on the helmet. We haven't been in years, nearly 10. Almost we're closer to 10 than we are 5. Years that you could put on the helmet and expect that you're going to be more talented than the team across you. But they might be able to do something about it this year. That's what we were just talking about in the break. Is last year's team was tough. They weren't apologizing for being in, in games with teams that were more talented than they were, like Clemson or Florida in the second half. That Florida game was a travesty, yet they're still in it and they're playing hard. They just weren't good enough to do anything about it in some of those circumstances. They might be good enough this year in more circumstances to close out games and go for it. I do think they need a little taste, man. Like one of those games, the LSU or the Louisville game, obviously they got to get that because, you know, you, you heard what I just said about the Duquesne game. Okay. So you're going to win the Duquesne game. But if you were to lose to LSU and Louisville, it'd be like you haven't won anything because Duquesne's, nobody's getting excited about Duquesne. So in essence, you're only tested twice to start the year. And those two tests you would have failed. And people will say immediately, here we go again. Right. And more importantly, Tom, those kids who've not had any sustained success to speak of have bought in fully. It's why they're likable. When we're out there watching practice, they bust their ass. They do. Mm -hmm. They work hard. They're doing what they're told to do. There's a danger of getting somebody to believe in you and then failing them. There's real danger in getting somebody to buy in, lock, stock, and barrel, with everything you're telling them to do. That's macro and micro. That is, you go to a private trainer, and you start working out, and they tell you to eat this, this, and this, and to come here and do these exercises, and four months later, you're weaker and fatter? You're going to leave that bitch. You're done with him. You're done with him, Right? So there has to be proof at some point that what you're telling these guys to do, to believe in, to, to just take a leap of faith and go all in, ride with me. They got to have a reward. Yeah, that's the thing that's fairly remarkable given that they haven't had success and they did start 0-4 last year, is that outside of human nature, there's a difference between human nature and cancerous behavior when you're talking about culture and maybe if guys take their foot off the gas a little bit. You know, there's a difference between focus and then intentionally choosing not to do something. Losing focus and intentionally choosing not to do something. You don't see the latter. And that's, no, not, no. that's not putting on null glasses. That is legit. You don't look around that practice field and go, oh, there's that kid again. God, they're just going to have to kick him out of practice for the third time in four days. I mean, there's nothing even close to that. Yeah. There are reminders, pointed ones, that Mike will give at times if somebody is lollygagging a bit. But you don't have problem children out there. I, no, and that's why they're so likable. Those guys did invest. Those guys did work hard. Those guys did continue to fight. That's one of the things I like most about them. But there is a timestamp on that. That doesn't last forever. Right. That's not, you know, Tom, to address your point here, man. Kirkpatrick, that is. Uh, you can't just keep doing it time and again and expect that that in perpetuity will happen. It's not. 
at some point you got to win. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm getting at. I'm saying that there's a danger if they can't win either one of those two games. I know that they have been always, the group that's here now, the ones that stuck around, stayed with it, continued to work hard to get better, and the guys that have said yes, obviously on the recruiting trail, believe in Mike, to come here after we haven't had winning seasons in, in five years, you're going to, you know, it's rather remarkable. You must believe in it, right? But at some point, that all dissipates without a meaningful step forward, without a win in a big game. And so I, I, the best chance they have to infuse this team with further belief and confidence, more than they have already from sticking with it, working hard, getting bigger, stronger, faster, and having success in practice. You've seen they've gotten better. They see that too. They know that. It's, it's the games that matter most. I mean, this is all a stepping stone to the games. So when that happens, if they could win one of those, Look out. They could be the surprise team of the ACC. I agree with that sentiment. I agree that they could be better than a lot of pundits think they'll be, including myself, if they get one of those wins. Because then they believe. Then it's like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. He said it was going to happen, and it's happening. Here we go. And they've, hey, listen, when you're on the wrong end of it, you get sick and tired. Sick and tired of being on the wrong end. You get angry. And if you're emboldened with a little bit of confidence and you see the proof is in the pudding, all the work. Now you're now you're hunting. Now you're going out there to try to whoop that ass. Now you want people to pay. Yeah, that's the that's where you can have the lesson be reinforced. Oh, it's awesome. Too, it's where a you great say, feeling. look, it works, but it only works because you did the work. Don't forget that. And let's have that discussion of don't be complacent. Because if we have a don't be complacent discussion, oh, yeah, that means yeah. we're winning. So I, I was fortunate enough, I guess, way back when eons ago now, to have been on a terrible team that the following year went undefeated. And I know that early in the season, a couple of wins that we would have never gotten the year previous meant that that team began to feel like, oh, we can beat all these teams now. And, and you know what? I want revenge for all these other games. All that time we were on the wrong end of it. Hour number two forthcoming.